Standing on the east bank of the river Cerberin is the prosperous and increasingly crowded treating town of Yartar. Always busy with the caravans entering and leaving its walls since the water baron Nestor with Thiel, a Tithurian noblewoman in her late 50s, united Yartar to the Lord's Alliance, bringing in many new trade routes for the town. Since her rule of Yartar, the Shieldmeat festivals have been brought back, and this is the first year they're being held in Yartar. These festivals bring thousands into the town to participate in some of the most prestigious events offered once every four years. From the throwing competitions to the drunk runs, the festival has events for all those looking to win gold and magical items, as well as a boost to their soul from the winner's feast after the festival. The most prestigious two events of them all are the Magical Tournament and the Martial Arts Tournament, both offering chests full of treasure worth enough to buy half of the town. However, not all the events going down during the festival are good for it. The Hands of Yartar have once again started back up and opened the once most famous Women-Only Thieves Guild. A death of the man thought to be the Water Baron's lover has been found dead, and a series of events have begun that aim to change the city's leadership. Um, and that's where we shall start, because we don't need the other part. You want to give our character background to us? No, not yet. No? Oh, no, yet. I don't want it yet. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> the soft sound of the bell attached to the front door of the inn wakes you up. You can hear the muffled voice of Osborne Goodbarrel, the owner of the inn, a halfling home, greeting the newcomer. You gather your gear and head downstairs. Bree Greenbottle, the halfling's barmaid, is already making the rounds and greets you as you as she passes you in the hallways in the hallway while you head down the stairs to the tavern part of the inn, her typical green apron tied around her as she starts to clean the empty rooms. You see a table with only a few people at it and take a seat. Cade Hirehill, another employee of the halfling's home, walks up to you. Top of the morning to you. I'll get your usual for you in just a moment. He walks over to a hooded person sitting, seating, sitting in the corner, staring at your table, but you can't tell who he is exactly looking at. You see Cade write down the mysterious man's orders before heading towards the kitchen. You catch a glimpse of the cook and her brush gather, preparing a large amount of meat and vegetables to feed the residents in the tavern. You see the, not- the notice board full of new news, some being jobs, others just announcements about local events, including the large scroll talking about the event Shield Meat, the reason you came to the city of Yartar in the first place. The scroll says the festivals will be- festivities will begin tomorrow. You look over the other the others sitting at your table. Go ahead and describe it. Your appearance. Alright, um, you see a three foot, two inch tall gnome with a flagon of beer that is bigger than his head. And he is drinking and he is merrymaking. He's got long, white, frizzy hair that sticks on end. He's got long eyebrows that stick out almost a foot. Uh, a wild and unkept beard. He's covered in robes with little scrolls of arcane writing written on them draped over his neck. Uh, he carries with him a he carries with him a large um, leather bound book and uh, it looks like there are several pages that are ripped and torn and askew and it looks like the book's been through hell and back like it's a really old book. Um, he's got long blue robes uh, and he's just he's just super happy to be here and he's as he's drinking and he's rocking back and forth and singing along to the bards. Alright, and yours? So you look over and see uh, a very drunk dwarf. He's about four foot nine, got a thick brown frizzy beard and no hair on top. He's bald on top. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you can kind of see just like scars along his left cheek uh, just from it looks like he's been through some tough battles uh, and he's wearing this steel armor and a purple cape yeah um, and on the front of his plate it's a, it's a like a, a thundercloud with a like a line through it yeah and then um, you can see that he's carrying a huge hammer and he has a shield on his back yeah and he is just drunk off his ass okay just woke up already drunk already drunk right. straight up just slurring his speech and looks like he's having the best time in the world by himself <laughs> And also, he looks sad as hell every now and then because he reminds himself that his father's dead. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, Kate uh, ends up walking back out of the uh, kitchen, bringing you your usual orders and dropping them off in front of you. Uh, you see, he takes an order of the boar slab and a thick soup with a dark piece of bread to the man in the corner who's been staring intently at your table. Uh, Merla Goodbarrel, the wife of Osborne and the bartender of the tavern, walks up to his table and drops off a fresh ale, still foaming at the top, before wandering over to you and refilling with mugs you've brought down from your rooms. Uh, he leaves eight silver pieces on the table before heading upstairs, uh, kind of glancing at you as he walks up the stairs, but you notice that his eyes seem to kind of flicker a little bit, almost like they're almost wandering instead. Uh, while enjoying your meal, a guard comes into the tavern. Uh, it's a very thin, lanky, like just hit puberty. He's uh, got like that little little hair under his nose, mustache, uh, and his his uniform isn't even like an official town guard uniform. It's more of like a like a cloth that they just stitched like a little emblem emblem <laughs> on it. But he definitely uses this kid basically for announcements and stuff. But he takes it straight to his head. <clears throat> Morning all. Uh, a few of the residents grumble, and you see Merla quickly drop her smile to a disgruntled look. What do you want, Herman? I'm here on official business, Merla. Thank you very much. He turns towards the residents of the tavern. Attention any capable hands. This city is in need of a group to deal with a bandit issue on the road into Yartar. We are currently holding back Uthgard raids, and we'll pay 200 gold piece each for those who can deal with the group. We have already put out letters about the job, but we need this taken care of now. Please, anyone that is willing to help me, let me know. Uh, it kind of just stands, like, at the entrance of the area, which is over there at the top of the first floor. Oh, top, 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 top. See the little exit right there? He walked right in. So he's just in past the wall, looking into you guys. You guys are in that uh, table, right? Where you're actually already at. No, no, where you're at. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, yeah. Because you can see, yeah, you can see into the kitchen right there. Okay. I scratch my beard and think, that's a lot of gold. I scratch my beard and say, I, I'll take it. Well... Looks like we're gonna deal with some bandits. I I stand up on my chair and I use mage hand to lift my uh my ale high in the air. Some of it slops off onto the ground and I say, I will take up your job. Oh, perfect. Short people. All right. Uh, you have <laughs> something against short people? No, I assume. What's your problem? 
Yeah, I, I assume <laughs> you can get the job done. That's great. Uh, well, just head out on the road. They're on the normal trade route. You won't miss them. A lot of spots you can get ambushed at. You'll 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 find their spots near the bridge. This isn't my first rodeo, son. Let's go. Shorter, I just take mine with me. <laughs> two shorter people. I guess there's other people. There's half with mm. A lot of short people in here, but you two. We're probably sitting with them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you wander out right past him as he looks down and kind of heads back out. <laughs> so you uh, start. I, pin- I pinch him. I pinch him on the way on past him. Like his like knee or his ankle? I just pinch like just. I just don't even. I don't even look. I just what pinch. Are you pinching? I just like pinch. A, Maybe uh, the back of his leg. A stealth check <laughs> or slide of hand. Slide of hand. See slide of hand. Here. <laughs> I'm using my little dice. You pinch his left nest. Not bad. Slide of hand. Fifteen. All right. Uh, your mage hand's still going. You. Uh, seem to like just pinch in the air and not pinch him but the mage hand does it for you pinches his cheek <laughs> a nice little tug and he's actually confused for a second dude Cora, your, your cat sounds like uh chamberlain from the dark crystal mm. <laughs> she's the miscellaneous tavern cat yeah <laughs> that follows the companions as they travel on the road oh wow so the uh Compressed Fuck dirt roads. Core is my familiar. The compressed dirt roads intermingle with overgrown forest paths, giving many spots for bandits to hide and ambush traveling merchants and visitors coming into Yartar for the festival. You head further along the roads. Herman has informed you that there's a small bridge on the northern road that bandits have been spotted ambushing travelers. It takes just under an hour for you to arrive at this location, and when you do, you notice a man leaned against the side of the bridge, sitting on the ground, holding his side. He has a bandage wrapped around the top of his head, and near him are dried spots of blood. He notices you approaching him. Please, I don't have anything else. Just leave me be. I've sobered up. I try and, like, does, does he seem confused? He just seems injured. Injured? It's like he got attacked recently, maybe. Okay, and he thinks we're the bandits. Well, he just doesn't want you to do anything. Relax, we're not here to hurt you. If you're not here to hurt anyone else, are you okay? Are you injured? I'm, I'm very injured, but I'll be fine here. You must deal with the, the, the bandits. They ambushed me. Where did they ambush you from, son? Out here, but they're from the woods, and he points towards a little path. That kind of, it's hidden in the woods if you're not looking for it. Okay. Okay. He's pointed out a path. <sighs> I let's follow the path. You lead the way, burly man. Okay. So I, uh... Take my hammer and I pull my shield out, and then I'm just ready for uh, this ambush that we were told of beforehand. I'm skipping happily behind him. <laughs> so uh, the forest path is covered in leaves and scattered tree branches. Uh, you're walking towards the area that he said the location of the, their camp is. Uh, when you step on a pile of leaves that make a snapping noise as a na- net from underneath springs up, and you both need to make a deck saving throw. Nineteen for Professor Cranberries. Alright. It's not looking too good for me. Um be an eight. Alright, so the net springs up and wraps around you. Watch out! Professor Cranberry just doesn't walk forward as it springs up. Ah! <laughs> um you're restrained ten feet in the air by this net that wraps around you. Uh, and from around the net comes four men dressed in green cloaks and brown bandanas covering their faces. <laughs> Hmm. 
I see you are the ones who we're looking for. <clears throat> looking for? I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. We're just here to take whatever you have. So why don't you just give it to us, uh, and we don't have to take it off your dead bodies. Let me out and fight it like men. You hear that, my friend? They all they want is all of our things. Uh, you see, the man talking to you has a long sword with the hilt showing from the from his back, and a short sword with a green gem in its handle. Or green gem in its handle in his hand. Two of the other men are standing 45 feet behind him with short bows knocked and ready to shoot. And off to the left, 20 feet away, is the last man. He has no weapons on him that you can see, but notice his hands are glowing in gentle red. I, uh... I look to the man with the the jeweled longsword, and I cast a spell on him. I cast Suggestion, and I say, I suggest you just get on out of here. Take all your merry men. Leave this place. Don't harm these good folk anymore. 24? 24 beats my 16. All right. Uh, <clears throat> oh. That's uh, not how this is going to work. <laughs> even, even though I listen to all these after when I'm editing them. That is the view you have. I'll get back to that spot real quick. There... So like I said, you see the man talking to you has the long sword with the hilt showing from his back and a short sword in his hand with a green gem in its handle. Two of the other men, archers, are standing 45 feet behind him with short bows knocked and ready to shoot. Off to the, well, I put it on the right, put the one over here on the left by the, not that one, the uh, wizard one. Yeah, over by the, right in front of the rock. Oh, right here? Yeah. There you go. Um... Off to the left, 20 feet away, is the last man. He has no weapon on him, but you can see, you can notice his hands are glowing a gentle red. Ooh. Yeah. Um, you're currently restrained. You um, just cast Suggestion. So go and roll initiative. Alright. As they think you're in an attempt to fight back. A two. Wait, 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 wait. I, I'm not the same person I was before. But my dexterity's ten, so it's probably just zero. Anyway, yeah, it's a two. <laughs> I got a fifteen. <clears throat> Fifteen, two, one, three, and thirteen. So it actually looks like you're gonna go first either way. Okay. Um, cranberry. I can I shoot a firebolt up to try and set the net that he's in ablaze so he can be freed. You can't. Alright, I'm gonna We haven't introduced our characters yet. I didn't hear your name. Yeah, you don't even have names. We haven't, yeah. Both of you just wandered off on this mission okay. without even... Ah, oh, but that was a a nine. Ooh, a nine. It goes wide. All right. <laughs> All right, can I use a... Well, it's not my turn yet. It's not your turn yeah. yet. Sorry. So, the one um, up front. Real quick, oh, though. Yeah. Can I find some cover? Yeah, where you, where you want to move to? Um, I'm pretty short. Can I hide behind this rock? I mean, you can go behind the rock. You can't hide behind it. It provides, like, half cover. That's really half cover is fine. Yeah. All right, yeah. Um, That's a disadvantage. <laughs> and... Plus AC, one more thing, can I, can I look at the the magic wielder over there? And uh, no, you can't see them now. Yeah, okay. He went behind the, the rock and the big bush. All right. In the back I did see the hands though. I, yeah, I you did. saw them earlier when they were there. They're kind of. Do I know what spell that they're casting? No, you just see that their hands glowing red. Okay. You didn't see they're actually casting a spell yet, just that their hands were red. All right, so the front one actually goes up, and he's going to walk straight up to Professor Cranberry here, since the other one's up in the net and not in his way at all. And just go straight for attacking you here. Okay. 
Uh, we got... What are you attacking with? 14 and a 15 to hit. Um, that's disadvantage or advantage? Or are you there's two attacks? There's two attacks. Alright, um... <clears throat> What's your AC? My AC is 11, but I'm going to cast, uh... Shield. To block one of them? As a reaction, to block one of them. Brings it up to a 16. Oh, bring it up to 16 with a plus 5? Yes. Yeah, oh, so you block both. Alright. Alright, so, uh, as he strikes at you, uh, barrier forms in front of you. Bounces off, he strikes again, and it bounces off again. Uh, but he stays right next to you. Not quite! That makes it the mage over there. They are going to attempt to shoot... Oh, they're going to move out onto the road okay. and attempt to shoot fire, uh, the mage, the mage, the mage. Oh. The Your world friend. is coming apart! <laughs> uh, and attempt to shoot a firebolt at you uh, while you're by those rocks there. So it's going to add a plus two to your AC while you're at the moment. Okay, it brings it up to 13. Uh, but that is a... Wait, does the shield last the round? No, it would just be the reaction to the attacks, I think. It says a duration, one round. Oh, then yeah, it'll be up the whole round. So All you're right. at plus five, plus two, so plus seven right now, you're at 18. However, they got a 23 on oh, the firebolt. That'll hit me. They're going to deal right around there. 10 damage of fire. Ah! Uh, it's gonna be your turn, net boy. Alright, so, because I'm not sober, or am I? Uh, you said you sobered you up sober on the walk. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Hour walk. On the walk. I just under an hour. Wow, that's a superpower in itself. Um, you drink a lot. <laughs> if you're not constantly drinking, you sober up pretty quick. Cool. So, I, uh, I want to attempt to break away from the... Yeah, go and give me a, a strength. Or uh, athletics. Okay, which one does strength... Does that go into strength or dexterity? It's a strength-based one. Okay. <clears throat> That's 17 plus 3, so 20. Alright. So from the ground view behind the rocks, you see this person who you don't know has a name that looked a little <laughs> drunk rage as they rip apart the ropes with their bare hands, ripping themselves out and plaiting themselves on the ground right there. Am I prone? You are prone right now. Okay. Yes. But you can still have I, movement. Yeah, could I make use my movement? Yeah, you can use half your movement. Okay. Stand up. And then I'm going to see if I have any bonus actions. Probably not. Um, let's see. What level is up for? How much XP is it? Nah, what milestone is milestone is one. I don't think I do have any. So, yeah, we'll just leave it to that. All right. Then... The two archers now seeing you popping out of that. I am um, protecting him because he's adjacent to me. You brought the or you got the shield fighting style. Yeah, that'll be if someone attacks him as a melee range, and you're within. Oh, it's not no, range. No. Okay, got it. Um, he's fine though. He's got that half cover right now. So right, and shield both are going to shoot up. towards you. Both the archers aim their bows and shoot towards you. Now broken free out of the net. Okay, um, we got an eight. And a six. So they both go no. wide, missing you completely. Yeah, they both missed. Okay. Um, and that rotates it back to Professor Cranberry. All right. Uh, my shield fades, and I will I will cast Mage Armor on myself. That lasts, about, that lasts eight hours. And basically just glowing um, purple armor just a 
kind of fades into existence around me. Nice. Um, and I want to... I want to run just right around this guy, slide through his legs. All right. And uh, just be on this side of him. Right. Yeah, that's it. Right. Um, my new AC is, uh, I think it's fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. All right. Um, well, that makes the bandit's turn. So he's gonna turn around to face you. Uh, he's gonna attack you first, though. But he's gonna throw one on both of you. So his first attack is going to go for Professor Cranberry with his sword. Oh, yeah. Reaction. Oh, you need <laughs> a reaction? What are you using it for? Uh, I'm going to use it because he's attacking you. Yeah. Okay. Gonna... You're going to put your shield up to try to put a disadvantage on his attack? Yeah. All right. We got a 13 and a 12, so 15. Wait. Bandit, Captain. We also have AC modifier. Yeah, we got a bonus. I've got shield. Seventeen. Um, Still hits. No, I'll reaction cast shield again. Okay. Bringing it up to nineteen. All right, and then his other attack, he's gonna attack the paladin that now broke free with a nat failure. Um, ends up messing up and leaving himself open for an attack. I have an advantage okay. on attack rolls against him. Nice. Uh, and that doesn't make it Professor Cranberry's turn. Alright, I'm going to turn around and face the spellcaster. And... Hmm. I'm going to cast Crown of Madness. Which they need to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, 15. 15. Uh, beats me, but I'm a 14. That's it. Oh, All right. I'll, I'll take cover by this rock right here. All right. You're going to duck under that rock? Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes it the wizard's turn, though. Um, wizard's just going to shoot another fireball at you. Doesn't know what to do with you yet. Okay. Um... Because I have the shield up and I have cover. My AC is at. Well, how much is half cover? Plus two. And I was at 18. No, I was at 19. My AC is at 21 right now. Uh, it's just going to be an 18, so it hits the rock and you can feel like it heat up and splay over, but it doesn't actually hit you. Uh, and they move over to the rocks by the archer to get some cover. Um, but is the goblin archer. The goblin looking archer. Oh, this guy. Nope, he stays there. Just the wizard moves over there. By the so rocks over there. Yeah, there you go. Sweet. Uh, and that makes it... What is your name, by the way? My name is Korgud. K-O-R-G-O-U-D. Korgud? Yeah. Oh, well, wow. I have a last name. That's fine. If you'd like it. Do you? Are you going to use it a lot, or are you going to just go by Korgud? Uh, I'll use it a lot because it goes with my right, Cargood, character. Uh, Stormtongue. And you're a dwarf? Yeah. 
Pally Dan. Alright. Yeah, you're up. Alright. So I'm gonna go for a hammer attack on this boy. Alright. On, on the, uh, what's his, is he just a bandit leader? Bandit yeah, he's gonna captain, be the, the jeweled one in charge. Sword the jeweled longsword bandit yeah. leader next to Mr. Cranberry. We'll just, call, we'll henceforth call him Bedazzle. Okay. <laughs> Uh, that's a two, but maybe... Ooh, I don't maybe. think a two's gonna hit him with your hammer. I don't I think, think so that rope's either. got you a little entangled in your head. Mm. So you, you just, your swings are going a little wide. You're, you're, you're still thinking you're up there. Yeah. And you're swinging. Uh, it's just not hitting. No. Uh, any movement or anything you want to do? Are you good there? Oh, I am actually going to... Uh, rock to the attacks. I should move out of range. I'm gonna go right here. Five, ten, fifteen... Oh wait, no, because can I move over rocks or no? Yeah. Okay. Can. So five. Difficult terrain. Ten. It's just ten. It's ten movement on rocks, but fifteen. Okay. Oh, so so, so you're 20. at twenty. Why didn't you just move through him? Can I? You can yeah. move through your allies oh. freely. Sick. Yeah, so you can move through enemies too. It's just difficult terrain. Yeah. So five. Five. Ten. 15. Yeah, and then you don't provoke opportunity either that way. Sweet. There you go. All right. <clears throat> that makes it the archer's turn. Uh, <laughs> keep bumping the table. One attacks each of you. So, Russ, we got a... Or Professor Cranberry, we got a 11. Nope. Gonna hit. That would hit me if I didn't have all these bonuses. <laughs> and Corgood, a 13. Okay. Uh, that hit is... No. All right. My armor class is 18. All right. It just... You hear the solid thud as it just <clears throat> bounces off your armor. Uh, bringing it back to Professor Cranberry's turn. Okay, my AC goes from 21 to... Where's shield? 19. No, minus 5. Oh, that's good. 16. Uh, and I peek out of cover. Can I see the wizard? Uh, yeah, he's just kind of hiding by the rocks. Alright, um... I will peek out of cover and I will cast a firebolt. Firebolt on them. Uh, that is a eighteen to hit. Uh, you will hit. All right, and fireball here is a a d10 fire damage. Uh, that's got two fire damage. Two fire damage. Two fire damage. Wait, does that plus my spell attack? I don't think so. I think it's just d10. Because it's a cantrip. Yeah. Think about being a. Spellcasters, so much semantic seriousness. Literally, <laughs> semantic gestures yeah. for the spells. <laughs> All right. Um, and then I'll tuck behind cover again. Tuck behind those rocks. Sixteen AC and. Uh, yeah, we're good. All right, because you're at fourteen with your mage armor. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that brings it back to Bedazzle. Yep. Yep. Bedazzle. Bedazzle. <laughs> uh, Bedazzle. He attacks. The paladin now, who's okay. now trying to flank him. Oh, nat 20. And a 24. Okay. Yeah, both hit. Alright. So we're going to do... 6 on the first attack. Okay. And a 2 on the second. Alright. As he slashes at you with his short sword. Okay. Um, is it my turn now? Uh, 
Uh, it's the wizard's turn, actually, who okay. pops out of cover to play this firebolt <laughs> game with the gnome and shoots another firebolt at him. That's the best way to do it. Uh, that's going to be a 15. 15 does not hit. Right, I have a 16. Go, you see it go straight, just a little bit, as it kind of goes right past your hair. You feel it singe a little singe. bit, <laughs> but doesn't do any damage to you. Uh, now it's your turn, <laughs> as you see firebolts just being shot Fiddle across the field. Sticks. This is dangerous. Okay, so I'm going to try and attack ba- uh, Bedazzled once more. Okay. You're going to put on battle music here. Oh, I think it, it... I didn't set the forest day to loop. I set it to loop. Oh. There you go. I got another two. Holy crap. Alright, so I try and strike him once more, but... Uh, I haven't sobered up completely. I got that... I thought you were sober. Yeah, I got this, sober. I got this rope still tugging me. So I I miss. I dragging along the kids running in a circle. Yeah. Actually, now that you look at it, you see it's wrapped up both the legs of you, the rock, Professor Cranberry, and the man. Oh. So if you decide to give it a nice tug, you might be able to knock some people prone. Wait, didn't you have advantage on this one? Right. You do have advantage on this one. He opened himself up. Yeah. He oh, opened, he did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll I'll, I'll go again. Seventeen plus right. three. So. Yeah. Uh, I got a proficiency of five. Does that mean on the roll? On the hit. On the hit. But it's already added it into be, that. Yeah, it should show you on the... That's yeah. why I like this one. All the shorthand stuff for you. All right, so... It's a 1d8. It's a complicated ass game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not a 1d8. That's 1d10. Don't hear me. Okay, three plus three is so six. Six, six damage. Six. <clears throat> Yep. I just pelt him with my hammer. Try and break his arm. Alright. It doesn't seem to do too much, but it does hurt him. Okay. I, it's a war hammer, by the way. Alright, so you just like smash it into his arm, yeah. basically. Gotcha. It's only one-handed. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like, uh... Just want to make sure I'm doing it right. Thanks. Sure. Yeah. Alright, so that makes it the archer's turn, who, once again, they both take separate shots going in different spots. One for Professor Cabri, one for Cargood. We have, uh, 18 to hit Professor Cabri. 18 will hit me, yeah. Alright, and a 19 will you. Uh, do I get any other advantages or no? Was that just last time? I don't think you have any advantages on this one, though. Okay, I got... My AC is 18, okay, but I, so it'll hit you. I'm thinking I might. Nope, I don't. Alright. It hits. So, 6 damage on Professor Cranberry, and 5 damage on Cordu. Okay. Uh-huh. And then we rotate uh-huh. back up to Professor Cranberry. Okay. Who now has an arrow sticking from his hip. What do I do? What will a gnome do? I grimace at the gnome. As he takes a hit. Um, I'm flipping through my spellbook pages rapidly looking for something. In the, in the six minutes. And then uh, I, oh, fi- I find it. I raise my hand up as I'm encanting this spell. And I cast Catapult, finding a heavy-looking stone about five pounds nearby. I, you're, you're I lift it up stone. telekinetically in the air, and I push my fist forward. Uh, towards the mage, ca- uh, hurling at them, they need to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, dexterity wow. throw from a wizard. That's always a good. 
Yeah, trust me, wizards don't got dick and decks. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be a nineteen. A nineteen will pass. All right. Damn. Oh, actually, is it's it just... a twenty-one because cover gives you plus two. Damn. On. Yeah. Uh. You pass for sure. You pass even better. All right. Uh, and the one behind it just ducks. Okay. Purely just. <laughs> it misses completely. Yep. So it doesn't hit him. That's it. Yeah, it just doesn't hit him. It misses right. completely. Sorry. Okay. New spell. Right. <laughs> uh, that makes it uh, bedazzled again. Bejeweled. Whatever okay. his name is bedazzled, not bejeweled. Two attacks. Hits or nineteen plus five, it's gonna hit you on for good. Okay. But misses on Professor Cranberry and deals two damage. Oh, I'm really getting you with that slashing sword he's got. <laughs> Come on, you drunken dwarf, fight better! Uh, as you yell that, the mage uh, <laughs> shoots a firebolt towards you. As you peek your head out just a little bit, the yell at him. Uh, but it take a bite. Uh, that makes it... Gritting okay. my teeth, I take my hammer and try and just, like, smack him across his face with my my giant war hammer and just break his cheek on the bedazzled. Mm -hmm. I got a 10 plus 5, so 15. Did 15 hit? will hit. Okay. That's 1d8. Don't <laughs> Oh, 8 plus 3, so eight, 9, 10, 11. 11 damage, nice. And I just smack him across the face. Well, I don't want to say smack. I really want to add some mm, smash. I thwomp him across his face. Oh, Alright, so you <laughs> thwomp him and you see like, him spit a little bit as a tooth comes and hits the ground. <laughs> I'll get to the rest. And that's the end of my turn. Alright, the two archers take their shots okay. from the distance. As they pester you from the woods. Can I? Oh, I can't. What? Uh, <laughs> they both hit with 22s. Oh, shit. Oh. One on each. Uh, three damage to Cranberry, and two damage to... This is looking bad! <laughs> um... Could you remind me what the spell laying hands does? It heals. It heals? Yeah. Okay, if I'm going to use... If you expend more than five, it cures poison too. Okay. I'm going to use laying hands on uh, my gnome friend here. Yeah, on my turn. Just like... Uh, can I actually ready that? No. no that's a turn thing. Too. Oh, okay. I was just the making... Life. Using your reaction. Right, your right. Okay. Um, but it does make you... Okay, um... I'm out of spell. I'm gonna cast Firebolt on uh, on the on the Bedazzle. Okay, you're gonna turn around, lean against the rock, and shoot right at him. Yeah, and I can also drop to prone to give myself full cover. All right. Um. Uh oh. I don't know why I imagine he was like a little hat, like a little yeah, body hat. Yeah, <laughs> I did too. I imagined him too. Like Fantasia, classic wizard, <laughs> Merlin. Um, that's a seven plus six. 
I'm trying to do math. It's a 13 to hit. Mm. Oh, puddle fud. <laughs> um, that makes it his turn. As he just spends both of his attacks on the paladin here. Um, but neither hits. Okay. Uh, as he's still kind of dazed a little bit from his smack in the face. But you see how he turned now. He's gotten the rope now without noticing wrapped around both his feet. And you seem to be actually, you notice now the rope that you're laying on when you laid on it is kind of just there and no longer on you. And you see it kind of wrapped around both his legs. Can I can I tug it and like lift my giant eyebrows up to uh, this dwarf? Yeah, you can look at it. You can't pull it quite yet, but you, you yeah, know, just kind of just, just tug it and like gesturing like hey. Oh. Um, that does make it the wizard's turn though, who doesn't see you, so shoots his little firebolt back at you instead uh, with a seventeen. No. Okay. Goes a little wide, and then makes it your turn. Um. So. <laughs> so I'm gonna. Th- th- doesn't it like? Yeah. Cause that. Yeah. And then she does this. See. See what you let her do. See what you cause. Cora jumped on the D and D table. Was messing up yeah. all of the cards, and also Russ is very allergic to cats. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so, I read something on throwing cats. You shouldn't do it. Well, of course not. <laughs> she knows what I've been doing, right? Yeah. Alright. Also, that's more of a toss. Yeah, yeah. Also, she's kind of a kitten, so she can take it. She's small. She's seven. Yeah. Oh, she's seven years yeah, old? Wow. I've had her for seven you do not years. seem like a seven year old cat. My other one's five. Yeah. Anyway, so continuing on the with the game. Is toothless. So, it's my turn. I'm going to. Um, can I use movement to. Pull the rope, or do I have to like it'll use? Be a, it'll be a free action to pull it. Right? Oh, free action! Cool. Strength All right. check. Yeah, I'm gonna pull it. Strength check, and try and make bedazzle prone. All right. Uh, so what's your strength stat? My strength stat is um, sorry, sixteen plus three. 16, yeah. So you pull it, and you see it tightened around his feet as both of them lock together, and he falls prone on the ground. All right. So I'm gonna take advantage, and oh. <laughs> So I'm going to take advantage and um, take my hammer and just right. bring it down on him. Trying to do a smash right into his face? Yeah. Okay. Actually, I was going to smash his chest. Oh, his chest? Yeah. Going for the respiratory system. Yes. So that's a 19 and an 8. So I'll go for, take the 19. All right. It's going to hit him. So roll that damage. Um, 3 plus 3, 6. Um, can I actually invoke radiant damage? Um, sacrifice spell smite? slot? Yeah, spell slot to deal. Uh, well, it's, it's not smite. It's just you sacrifice spell slot to deal plus one spell level. Uh, or one plus spell level. D8 radiant damage plus one D8 extra damage versus undead. Yeah, yeah. So, it's just one D8. Yeah, it's so actually D8 damage. And you did how much on the first one? Um, that, yeah, it was six. Okay. So, eight damage. Ooh. So, um, 14 damage. cave in his chest nice that pushes it in a little bit and like a little extra burning sear goes through it as it leaves your mark of whatever God. my storm mark yeah <laughs> a little bit in there so I and I, you pull up and go like that was not a smite <laughs> I'm just I'm just covering my eyes <laughs> what's <the> smite <laughs> uh, that makes it the wizard's turn 
No, that makes me Archer's turn. Oh. Uh, they both shoot at you because you're the only one they can see. Mm. You just pull them all at once. Uh, one goes wide. The other one accidentally shoots the archer or the wizard in the back. Oh. oh That's nice, yeah. And deals two damage to them as you hear him yell. Aye! <laughs> That makes it back to your turn. All right. Professor Cranberry is slowly dying on the ground. <laughs> I use half my movement to pop up. Okay. And I cast my firebolt at the wizard. Okay. Who I just heard get injured. Yeah, and you see they've actually popped out of their cover because of the uh, shot in the back. Uh, that's a 15. Well, that's going to hit. Hey. Right, uh, five fire damage. Ooh, so you see the firebolt hit like the center of the back of their cloak as they kind of turned a little bit, and it quickly engulfs it and just covers them in flames as they, as they, yep, yeah, they fall down dead. They wow. Down. <laughs> Who's hungry for barbecue? <laughs> Can I threaten the other two guys on my turn? They're like, you want some next? Yeah, Who's but you're, next? you're quite small, so it's not very intimidating, but go and roll an intimidation check for me anyways. All right, all right. Uh, just a ten. Alright, uh, they don't seem to be intimidated, but they heard your threats. Furious. Alright. They can't tell you're furious. I'll you use the last half of my movement to drop down by Alright, as you yell at them, intimidating them, you pop behind the rock. <laughs> I see again. them drawing, I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, that makes it... His turn. Uh, he tries to, like, kind of break out of this, uh, rope that's got him stuck and pinned in the ground right now. But seems to not be able to get out of it. Oh, wow. Uh, got him, caught himself up, and actually his sword goes off on the side and gets tangled in the rocks as he tries to loosen himself from the uh, rope. He's not dead? No. The one right next to him? Yeah, he's, he's not, not dead. dead. No. Oh. He's definitely not dead yet. All right. They got caved he's in like, a little bit, but he's still I covered my eyes. He looked going. dead. <laughs> um, the wizard's dead. I'm not going to initiative. It makes you. All right. You don't um, want to leave the wizard there, trust me. Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna. Skyrim status. Everyone's not. <laughs> so I'm gonna take my hammer once more, mm-hmm. and this time strike his head. All right, going for this this head blow here. Yeah. The final blow. Uh, I'll take the nine uh, plus five. So yeah. Is this fourteen hit? Uh, no. So he sees you coming, and he kind of rolls a little bit as it smashes next to the dirt beside him. Yeah. There's like a, a, a rumble within my axe. Mm-hmm. Or my, my Your hammer is a rumble within my axe. <laughs> uh, both the archers take their shots at you as I see you attacking their leader still. They're a few. One seen. hits, dealing three damage. Okay. Back to you. Alright, um. Mm-hmm. I pop up and I, I look for the archers that I just threatened and mm-hmm. I. You see both of them. They're clearly not even trying to hide. I cast a fireball at the... Bolt? Yeah, a firebolt at the prone? pewter one right there. Can I peek, can I peek out prone and do it? Yeah, you can do like a little roll. Yeah? Shoot it and then roll back. <laughs> yeah, I roll yeah. upside... I'm looking upside down and I shoot him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, that's a 13 plus 6, and 19. You hit him. All right. Which one uh, you hit, two fire damage, the pewter one on oh, the left. Okay. 
Alright, you hit him, does a little singe to him, but he still seems to be standing. I roll back into cover. He sees you just roll out and roll. I'm getting so muddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's just mud yeah, just caught, caked into my beard. Prone camo, basically. Yeah. 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 Um, still the <laughs> Back to him as he rips the binds off and throws them to the side, standing up. Uh, he seems to have lost his sword, though, and doesn't know where it is, so he draws that other one off of his back uh, and just stands aimed at uh, you. All right. Make a stealth check real quick for me. Oh, me? Yeah. yeah okay. 11. All right. He seems to have forgotten you were there. <laughs> hasn't noticed you. And thinks he's his only combatant because of the armor. And doesn't see you lying prone rolling on the ground behind the rock. <laughs> Your camo has camouflaged you beneath wow. the rock. Oh, jeez. All right. So it's my turn? Yes, it is. Okay. So I'm going to try and just hit him again. All right. Um... This time I'm gonna go for his knees. Okay. He's kind of taller than me. Yeah. So. Everyone's any most of them are. I got a uh, twenty. Yes, uh, you'll hit. Not unnatural. Not yeah. um, unnatural twenty. <laughs> um, unnatural roll of twenty. One d eight. Three plus six, or sorry, plus three, so six. Six damage. Yep. And I whack him in the knee. Ooh. All right. You see it buckle a little bit uh, as his hand goes to it, but he keeps himself balanced up. All right. That's all I got. All right. Uh, you see those arrows? You're already prepared for it. You put your shield up a little bit, hoping to deflect them. As one bounces off and the other one strikes you, dealing four damage. Okay. Back to you, Professor Cranberry. Came up on the ground, rolling around. All right. Um... I want to... I want to do something other than... Oh, I can't. Alright, let's just uh, let's do the same guy. Roll out, same move. Alright. F- shooting a fireball again. Ooh, uh-oh. That's a 10. Oh, you will hit him still. Oh, wow. Um, 8 fire damage. Alright, another one you set ablaze as he lets out a scream and then falls to the ground trying to put it out, but just ends up stopping the thing. Still no idea you're even there. He's hearing people die, but does not know why they are dying. Thinks it's just it's completely forgotten that there's a second person he was supposed to be fighting here. Um he just attacked the only person that's there anyways, I guess. Uh, the 15 misses, but a 24 will hit. And he deals 6 damage to you. Oh, sorry. I was looking at spells. Um, so he deals 6 damage? Yep. To you. Okay. I'm... Getting low? Yeah. I have 2 HP. Yeah. Do you have any uh, second? Do you have a second wind? Well, I have I have laying hands. I can just do that oh, to myself. Yeah. Fighter. So yeah, that's right. So is it my turn? Yes. Okay. So I'll do laying hands. I don't remember laying hands. It should be fifteen at level three. It's it's on here. It's Go fifteen back. HP. Oh, 15 HP. Yeah, because okay. at level three, it's five so per I, level. I can use one. You only need to use one. 
Yeah. Can I do it's I need just one HP per point? So. Oh really? Yeah. yeah you can so that's that's HP points basically. So you use fifteen to heal fifteen, or you use five to cure poison or a disease. Okay, so I'll use five to just give yourself a little five heal. HP. Yeah. Boost. Give okay. Somehow. So you just heal five. So you use four. There you go. Um, so I'll heal five points. Is that an action? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm done. Oh, oh that was damage. <laughs> Killed yourself. Dang it. Alright, go ahead. Alright, uh, makes the archers, archer's turn. Yeah, Just good. one of them. Uh, but they missed. Okay. Back to you, Professor Cranberry. Still Alright. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you roll the other direction? No, I stand. I stand completely up this time, and oh. I I cast my fire bolt at that archer, and then I go pop up and go surprise. <laughs> um, that's a fourteen hit. Ah, oh, only one fire damage. One fire damage. Yeah. All right. What? What was that? And you see the bedazzled man now. Notice that you see him there. Surprise. <laughs> Um. Alright He attacks you Because he's so surprised that about this But uh, with disadvantage Because he's so startled uh, It ends up hitting the rock nearby Which vibrates his sword out of his hands From the heavy little concussion there What's wrong Butterfingers <laughs> He doesn't respond He doesn't know how He doesn't know what to say uh, back to you, poor god. Okay, poor good, poor good, poor good. Um, so I'm gonna hit bedazzled with my hammer once more. Um, and I've already used one spell slot. I have three. So, so using what? Um, I I have three spell slots. And you're using what spell? I'm using the radiant. The gosh, what is that called? It doesn't have a name. It's oh, you're, just, you're sacrificing, sacrificing the spell, the spell yeah, yeah, yeah. to deal radiant HP. damage. Yeah. Yeah. If you hit. So him. yeah, if I go. So that's a seven plus five. So no, it's not gonna hit. No. No. So yeah, that's my turn. All right. Um, back to that one archer who misses again. <laughs> All right, having some problem hitting through that armor. Pretty thick. Back to Professor Canberry. I just remembered I have something. You have a greater healing potion. A healing potion. Professor. Um, I will power. pull out my pearl of power oh, look at that. and use an action to speak a command word and regain one expended spell slot. Nice. Is it a full action? Yeah. Alright, well you feel your magic surge back into you as a small little boost of energy pops in. Yeah, and then I'll... Uh, over here. He's going to take an opportunity to attack. Okay. Alright. 11? 11's my AC! Oh no! Oh, dang. He does 3 damage. Oh, thank god. (laughs) He's still got some HP left. Got one! Oh god. These are... Potion. We both have uh, <coughs> supreme potion. Okay. So. Greater, greater. Supreme. Supreme. Okay, that's like eight D fours. Oh wow. 
choose to get my second level so uh all right that makes it his turn again and he attacks the the paladin he's over here by himself it's a nat 20 misses the other one though uh ends up doing nine damage Dracor good oh nine damage mm-hmm. I'm unconscious are you didn't you just oh yeah unconscious yeah, sure. Alright. <laughs> Why do we always do this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need death saving throws from you, though. Oh, okay. Put, put yourself at stable. Oh, okay. I... Oh, hold on. That was him hitting him. Would have been your turn. The archer shoots at you, seeing you coming towards him. Uh, <coughs> he goes wide, though. All right, cool. Now it's your turn. All right, I cast Magic Missile from a second level slot, creating four darts, and two of them are going to each target. Okay. All right, uh, we have three damage to the archer and four damage to the jeweled. Alright, the archer dies, but the jewel does not. He's still still standing there over your companion, your person you met at the bar. Mm-hmm. That decided to take this job worth 200 gold piece each. It's a lot of gold. It is. But it's worth all your stuff. Uh, I don't think I have any bonuses, bonus actions to help me out here. That's it. All right. You're still alive. I see. That was supposed to kill you. It didn't. Uh, he walks over to you slowly, bending over to grab his long sword from the rocks that he missed earlier. Oh, yeah. And then walking over to you. Uh, he seems to... Maybe we can make some kind of deal? As he swings at you, he seems to turn his sword a little bit, so the sharp side isn't the side hitting or aiming to hit you. But because of this, ends up missing oh, as it gets no. a resistance and going right above you. Kind of giving your hair just a gentle little crush. Top. Making your turn. <sighs> Alright. Um, because I'm not a wizard or a sorcerer, I don't have any cantrip. No. Unless you grab spell initiative. You get a free extra spell. Alright, I pull out I put away the spellbook and I pull out the wand of the war mage. And you said this was a plus one? Plus one. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not attack and spells. Alright. This. And it ignores hack up. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to cast a firebolt through it. Alright. Standing right in front of you, you pull out this wand, aim it straight at his chest, and cast your firebolt. Eight plus seven. Or, yeah, eight plus seven. So. Bad ass, simple one. Fifteen. Fifteen. Fifteen hits him. It's his AC. Right in the center of his chest. Four fire damage. Uh, You hit him with the little fire damage, and it seems to hurt him quite a bit. He leans onto his longsword. This isn't over yet. I wish it was. I really wish it was. Uh, And he he tries to swing at you again. Uh, You see that. He seems to be having a problem, though, staying on his right-hand side. 
uh-huh. when he like lifts his longsword, he seems to be tilting over a little bit. Ooh, he misses both his attacks again as he kind of Ooh. leans over as you're kind of moving to the side, rolling around. All right. Um, he looks like he's having trouble. Yeah. All right, I'm going to end that trouble with another firebolt through the one war mage. It's higher than the last time. Okay. What is the damage where it needs to be? One damage? <laughs> uh, oh my god! You see the fire singe him just a bit, but still not enough to make, to take him down. Uh, he just lifts his sword up again. You see him leaning over. You're be lucky, I think, again. Maybe we'll settle this over a deck of uh, a game of cards. Uh, it slashes in the ground, digging in there. He's like leaned over a little bit on it. Uh, I will get I'm like, you. I'm like pressed up against the rock, just yep, hyperventilating. Just like trying to do any, everything you can to avoid this. It's back up to you again. <coughs> I'm going to disengage. And I'm going to run. Five, ten, fifteen. Away. I'm not actually I'm a gnome. <laughs> he's just gonna follow you. Isn't he injured? Yeah. He's still just gonna follow you. Alright. Like you're in his woods. Alright. I'm gonna hit it with a fireball. Alright, a fireball it is. Uh, 14 plus 8. Yep. Can you do enough damage though? Hopefully. Or it's gonna be 1. Nine fire damage. All right, nine fire damage. You hit it with it, and it kind of blasts him back a little bit as the uplift of air, and you see him fall splat on the ground. He trips over the rope. That was behind him. Just all quiet. (sighs) Oh, I had a quick question. Oh, my God. I spring up, and I I run over to my dwarf friend, and I... Uh, uh, As you reach him, you realize that the... Uh, last blow he made to him didn't wasn't designed to kill him just to knock him out. So he's just unconscious. Yeah, you notice he's just unconscious. Oh, good. I like, I like lay down like leaning back up against him and just ta- I just take a nap. <laughs> All right. Um, I had a quick question. So for a paladin, I've I've only played a paladin of dankness, and back then I didn't really care for spells and stuff. It was more of a meme. But um, so on the the spell book here. Do I prepare spells? Yes, technically, but... I can't, like, change them. I have to have them indefinitely. You you pick which one. So, you wake up from your unconscious slumber with your newfound ally laying on top of you. Uh, sort of with a snot bubble kind of coming out of his nose there for a little bit as he kind of rested up as well on top of you. Oh. Oh, my head. Get off me! <laughs> what? Oh, you're alive, good. We we need to find somewhere to get more health. Yeah, I feel like crap. Uh, um, did we short rest? Uh, he short rested. Okay, you were unconscious. Yeah, you were okay. So, so I'm, I'm at one. You were at one. All right. By the way, I should probably get my phone out. You probably should with your little character sheet. Yeah. All right. Can you hear it? 
You hear the music? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we hear the music. Is that recording? No, it's good. That was good. Now we're talking about the recording. I don't so care. Want to <laughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> what if I start saying really offensive stuff? Then don't say Call really me offensive a cunt. Stuff. I don't care. <laughs> don't say really offensive it, stuff. You, you know what it says on our, our podcast? Explicit. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right, yeah. So you still have the camp that the man who got ambushed on the bridge told you about. Mm, yeah, right, right. Uh, That you were originally looking for before you walked into this ambush. Okay. Um, <sighs> do you, you want to go check out that camp? We might die, but might as well. All right, then. Let's go. All right. right. You follow a path uh, through the forest further on that abruptly ends after traveling another five minutes along it. Uh, The ground seems to be trampled quite a bit, but you see no other path other than the one you came down in the barbed bush looking too dangerous to travel through safely. Hmm. Barbed bush? Kind of like a blackberry bush, but no mm. berries on them. Oh, can I just use my axe to... If you wanted to, but without knowing where you're going, you're just kind of going random. Okay. Um, can I do a nature check to kind of gather my surroundings? You want to do a perception check, look yeah. around, see yeah. what you see? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. You can do a perception check. Thanks. <laughs> I rolled a one. Yeah, um, a one plus what, though? <laughs> I, think it, I don't think I have a... Uh, oh, uh, gosh, my perception. Where are, you, where are you at? Yeah, it's zero. Oh, so one. Yeah, okay. One. Uh, so looking around, you realize this is probably where they had their camp. Uh, without any tents or any fires, this is just they slept right on the ground. That's why it's all trampled. It makes sense to you. Yeah. Yep. Um, can I see if there's a way, a specific direction that the footprints go? Uh, they seem to just kind of walk in like circles and everything. The ground's so trampled in this area that there's no more spots for like just footprints naturally. So it's been a heavily walked area. Okay. What about the bush? Can I do a nature check on it to see what kind of bush it is? It's like a, just a thorn style bush and everything. Nothing special about it. It just blocks this kind of area. It's kind of natural to this environment. Okay. It's out of season so there's no berries on it. I mean you can still do a perception check if you like a look around and everything. I was thinking of a nature, using my knowledge of nature to see if there's a way to get past this or to burn it or something like that. You could burn it. Like, you could also just start just attacking through it, but without knowing where you're going, you may just lead yourself further into the forest at wild or at random. Did we get any clues from that man? No. Just look around. I look around. Okay. Looking for any sign of... A camp or smoke in the sky, anything like that. All right. Will give me a perception check. Twenty. Twenty. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> you spend a lot of time in nature and notice that part of the bushes don't look like normal part of bushes. So you kind of walk over there and notice a small amount of smoke coming from like underneath them. As you reach your hand out, you're able to push aside this strange, like uh, almost sheet that seems to be hanging there. And as you touch it, it kind of turns white. Uh, as it slowly like forms back into the bush look. Uh, you kind of push it aside and see further in uh, the tarp that had been painted up. Uh, there is a smoldering fire pit with a few coals still burning with five tents surrounding it. 
inside this little hidden spot. Methinks this is the cop. I immediately look for a place to hide. I mean, you're pretty well hidden right now behind the tarp. No okay. one, no one sees you. You're just kind of peeking in. You don't see anyone in there, though. You All just right. see the five tents and their closed flaps, and then, the, like I said, the pit is smoldering like it's dead. But you can see a few of the coals like it's been used before, but not okay. super recently. I look back to Korgood, hmm. and I quietly signal him over to come look at this, and I have an urgent look in my eye. Oh, the cop. I'm coming. And so I, I see the cab. Um, can I make an investigation check to kind of see if it looks like there's tracks or anything to see if there's people recently have been here? I mean, you can <clears throat> just hit the ground from where you just were. It seems to be trampled pretty well back yeah. in this little spot here. Okay. So it looks like people have been through here quite a bit. Okay. And how many people were there that we fought? There was the wizard, the archers, we, the two archers. We fought four, four men. And then there was five tents here. Five tents five here. Tents. Oh, how big did the tents look? Do they look one person, two person? One person size tent. Like they might have a room to fit like a few other things in them, but it looks like it only fits about one person like sleeping in it. It's okay. possible there might be one person still here, maybe more. All right, I'm gonna do a sneak. Okay. Sneak here. Boy. Are you wearing heavy armor? I am. So I have a disadvantage. disadvantage on that. Uh, four. And uh, yeah, just four. Not even a negative. So that's nice. Oh, that, that is nice. <laughs> yeah. Four. All right. So you push a, push aside the the tarp with your heavy. What, what armor are you wearing here? Uh, I'm wearing chainmail. So your chainmail just ching 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 as you walk into the camp, trying to be all stealthy like. A few birds fly away from the sound oh, that good. you make. I just shrug my shoulders and I cringe carry on step. after him. <laughs> Not worried about <laughs> stealth since it doesn't seem to be an issue. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, I'm going to investigate the camp. Okay. And just look through the tents, each one. Yeah, so you start just throwing the flaps open and realize no one's in there. Um, for the tents, you find little satchels. Oh. seem to have uh, some type of golden or a certain amount of gold in them. Uh, in the one kind of in the center, you find a large chest. Ooh. I open the chest. Uh, inside the chest, you find two potions, a hat, and a letter. Oh. What kind of potions can I see? Uh, yeah, so you look at them and you can tell one seems to be some sort of uh, healing potion. Uh, like a normal one? What's well, gonna be a greater healer? Okay, okay. Uh, and the other one seems to have the, uh, like a skull on it, mm. and then like it's a circle with a crossed out of the skull. So like, like one of those cancel signs, like yeah. Oh, okay. With like the circle with a line through it. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. Okay. All right. Um, I take this potion and I hand it over to, um, Professor Cranberry. <laughs> And uh, I tell him. I uncork it, sniff it, give it a good sniff, and uh, go give me an arcane check. <laughs> you just pull it out of my hand. You're like, give me that. <laughs> um, that is a thirteen. All right, with your knowledge of potions and mundane little, magical items, little finger and oh, uh, it. <laughs> you want to? <laughs> You're able to tell it's some type of protection from poison or a potion. Protection from poison. Tastes slightly of juniberry. 
we'll cork it. Although, it could have been made better. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, do you want to keep this potion? Oh, uh, well, yeah. Poison? <laughs> I, I'll take it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I hear dwarves are usually pretty hardy against poisons. I won't be drinking that. Okay, so I... And that was it. That was all the two. Why don't you go ahead and take that other potion? Letter, the two potions. All right. I can tell from here it looks like it might bring some vitality (laughs) back to Uh, you. Yeah, I need that. I'm going to drink the greater potion. Uh, What's the Uh, hit potion? I think it's 44 plus 4. Okay, 44. I thought that was just regular potion. 2d4 plus 2. Oh, normal potion. Yeah, okay, so 4d4. That's not a match. I got it. I got it. Uh, two. It's on the bottom. Oh, I one. see. Yeah. Two. Two. Four. Three. So. Eleven. Yeah. Thanks. Plus four. <laughs> Plus four. So fifteen. Um. <laughs> feel fifteen points. Sweet. What else was in there? Uh, just some gold. Hat and a letter. Oh, yeah, that's in right. A, in the, and, and, the gold is in the other tents. You found little satchels, almost like they're dividend payments. Okay, how much? Uh, there's four satchels of 13 gold each. Okay. I sit down by the fire and warm my It's not really a warm hands. fire. It's dying, but... Well, I use... Can I use press the digitation to flare it back up? You do flare it back I up. I snap my fingers. As you do, though, you notice that the smoke kind of comes out of it. More, almost like the fire, something in the fire is designed to let out smoke. Hmm... And it kind of just floats up top. Like a signal. Mm. We should go. Can I use um, any sort of uh, history check to look at the hat and the letter? I mean, you can just look at the letter and read it. The but hat? Yeah. Um, history's not going to help you. No? Okay. Arcane Toss me that hat. All right. So I throw in the hat. All right. You catch, catch, it you catch the small, hat. No machines. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of big for you, but... Can I can I kind of appraise it and see if there's any sort of appraise it fun stuff going on? Yeah, hey, go and do an arcade check. Okay, okay, sword. Twelve. All right, you're able to tell that this hat used to belong to a uh, wizard, but without some extra time to study, it won't be able to figure out what it does. Hmm. Well, I think it's time for a new hat. Anyway. <laughs> Just plop it right on my head. All right, head. you put it on, and it kind of falls in your head for a second before it like slowly moves up on your head itself. And adjust it. And tightens around as it like forms to your shape. So it actually shrinks so onto your head. So it's a magical hat. I like it. You look dandy. <laughs> um, so I read the letter. What does it say? <clears throat> Albert, I have need of your services. With the Shield Meat Festival coming up soon, a few preparations must be made in order to successfully enact the coup. I need you and your men to cause issues on the Merchant Road. Try to avoid killing anyone if you can. The city guard is too busy handling the Uthgard that they will be most likely send hired hands to deal with the situation. Make sure Hendrik has posted the bridge to send them into your trap, and have him report back to me as soon as they arrive so we may begin Phase 2 of our plan. Signed, J. We've been set up. By who? And for what reason? I don't know. I think we're just bystanders. Hmm. Well, 
we should do something. Let's take this to the Stigard. Don't know what to do. But who do we trust? <sighs> Not the bandits. Who is in whose pocket? Hmm. I know the guard will honor their duty. Very well. Let's go into town. Okay. Alright, so with nothing left in the camp, you head back out the way you came, reaching the road towards Yartar and the bridge, and notice the injured man is no longer there. Uh, when you reach Yartar, you see the guards are standing outside the closed gates. They draw their weapons as you approach. Halt! No, need, men. no need for that. We come. We're just returning to town. Yes, we we know that. Are you the men Herman handle or hired to handle the bandit issue? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, we have some questions for you. We need to. We need you to follow us. But uh, first, we need your weapons. Are we under arrest? Not yet. But we then have some I questions will, for you. Then I will keep my weapons. And uh, you will know that they will bring you no harm. They kind of put their hands on their hilts with uh, multiple guards around. <laughs> their closed gates. It wasn't a request. Small friend. Then arrest me! As you wish. He puts his sheep and grabs some shackles. Takes your little little hands. I put him him up in the air. (laughs) Puts his shackles away, grabs a little bit of rope. I look at the gnome and I'm like... Kind of takes your stuff off. (laughs) Fails you. Are you giving me an issue as well? Uh, No, sir, please take my axe. (laughs) One of the the shorter guys takes your guys' gear. I'm not going back to prison! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, so they take you into the city uh, as the gates open and then close behind you uh, near the entrance you see the body of the guard who offered you the job in the first place Herman laying on the ground blood soaking the dirt underneath him the man from earlier at the bridge is standing near the body points to you as he talks to another guard who looks up at you from his notebook and continues writing in it uh, the guard stays silent escort you to the barracks once inside they take you to a small room and drop off a set of common clothes remove all your clothes and items and change into these I'm going to stop it right there. We have been set up. We have evidence. Yeah, that's not my problem. And he slams the door (sighs) closed. You don't care about evidence. You don't want to do your job. Your responsibility to this city. Your voice just echoes. I'm getting naked as I'm I'm yelling. (laughs) Only leave the hat on, bro. It's because I'm a dwarf. (laughs) Anyway. Really I want to take it to a dwarf issue, but I won't let it go there. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, so uh, we, we strip our clothes, put on the common clothes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, a few minutes later, a uh, man walks in wearing uh, the guard armor without the helmet with a little notepad. Kind of looks like the guy earlier that was talking to the one you saw on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, he escorts you to a different room with a table with three chairs, two on one side and one on the other. He ushers you both to the two chairs and waits for you to take a seat. I stand on the chair. <laughs> it makes sense. Probably the only way you can see over the table. I take a seat. But do I still have that note? Or was it confiscated? It was confiscated with your gear. They took all your guys' stuff. So we don't have evidence to... I mean, he's, they have your stuff. And okay. this guy's going to ask some questions. Okay. So. <clears throat> Start with the easy question, shall we? Yeah. What are your names? What are you doing in Yartar? My name is Korgud Stormtongue. Uh, I'm just driving through and needed some money, so we took in a quest to handle some bandits. Uh, that's, that's literally all there is. Alright, and you? You may call me Professor Cranberries. 
for it is how I am known best in the world. I am a wizard, and specifically a former professor of enchantment at the Academy of the Arcane. Interesting enchantment, you say. Hmm. That involve enchanting other people, correct? Yes, that is what enchantment does. But okay. I do not enchant on the unwilling. Hmm. Uh, do you know why you've been detained today? We've been set up. There is a plot in this town, and I'm not sure who is part of it and who is not, and I do not know who to trust. But someone is being set up. Tell me what happened after you left Herman at the gate. We went down the road, and then there was a man. He was injured. Looked like he was beat up. Uh, he told us that there were bandits that attacked him. And then once we got down into the forest, they attacked us. <laughs> and so we we battled. Defended ourselves. Yeah, defended ourselves. And the only thing we could do was fight back so after that we went to their camp and discovered this letter the, and uh a letter yes yes it's, it's part of the things you confiscated without asking what it was I'll make sure to take a look through that we saw the van again on our way back into town as you are escorting us to our accommodations but he was not as he seemed. It's possible he is part of this plan. Uh, what man would that be? We'll be able to point him out in a lineup, but we did not ask his name. All right. We only offered our aid. Is this how good Samaritans are treated in your town? This is how a murder is solved in our town. Very well. Uh, Chase your clues. <clears throat> He kind of stands up, spins his chair around, closes the notebook, kind of puts it on the table. <clears throat> Between you and me, a lot of things aren't adding up. Let's uh, let's go further. Why don't you? Why don't you tell me what everything about yourselves? Uh, let, let me help clear your names here. If you're truly innocent, start from the beginning. Okay. I was a young dwarf boy. Uh, actually. Let me get out this note, and I take a, uh, I have like a, a note in my boot. Their little, their little common, their little common boots you gave, you shoved the little note in there. Well, I, I you changed like a my... little, little scroll, you yeah. like rolled up and went, tucked it in between your toes, you've been holding, I've... like clenching between your big toe and your... I've got a terrible memory. <laughs> Pull out this little scroll, it starts rolling out. Every on day, the back. Every day Korgood wakes up, he says... Who am I? On the back, <laughs> it says, remember who you are, love mom. <laughs> a tear comes down my eye. <laughs> it isn't the first one, because you can see the teardrops all over the letter <laughs> every like time you read it. Tears. Uh, I gotta find it real quick, sorry. Um, uh, gosh, I had like a whole thing. Where is it? We don't talk this much in the chat, I swear. My character's story is in the chat. <laughs> okay. I was a young dwarf, raised by my father who forged 
for the Crown's military, and any time I saw those marvellous weapons tested, I knew that I would be the next in line to forge not only for the Crown, but forge our family name. This would not come to pass as my father grew ill, and I had no mother to take care of me as she died while giving birth. I had no idea where to go, and became drowned by grief, and the only thing that could absolve uh oh, the grief and only drink could absolve. One day, an old dwarf walked his way towards me while I was in the drunken stupor and told me to join the Knights Brotherhood, and there I would find peace. This encounter didn't seem real. The only man carried with him a glow oh the old man carried with him a glowing mace as if it were just forged. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was also drunk off the ass. He only wore plain clothing that looked green and dusty, and then I came to in the morning and rushed to the crown of the barracks or the crown's barracks and went on my way to become a knight. <clears throat> it was at that point that uh, I took an oath and I've been following it ever since. You look start to you. I am Professor Cranberries. I was born and raised in a gnomish village. I'm sure you wouldn't know it. I've always taken interest in magic. In fact, I, from a very young age, had an aptitude to enchant those around me. Not knowing what I did at first, it made me temporary friends when I needed them, but most of the village saw me as a bit of a pariah. They didn't like me. I didn't have very many friends growing up. But I left the village at an older age, about 16, and I went off on my own to study magic and follow our great mistress, Mistra, goddess of magic and the weed. I've always wanted to know more. I found myself at the academy, first as a student, and then as a professor. I live there now. At least I did. I'm taking a bit of a sabbatical. See, I'm pursuing magical artifacts that will help me grow in power and understand magic even further. My main goal, I seek new magic. Things yet to be uncovered. I was just passing through this small town. I've already found one tomb of the four wizard kings. Soladin's Rest, you might be familiar with that one. It's nearby. I'm on my way to the next. For I have found some clues as to where it is. But as far as anything else about me, it's too personal. Hmm. Alright then. <clears throat> he stands up, uh, starts heading towards the uh, door, uh, opens it a little bit before turning. Uh, for now, you're under the arrest for the murder of Herman Halbert, god of Yartar. Upon a Sunday found guilty as death by hanging. Until further no- uh, evidence is brought forward, you will be held here. A guard will escort you to your cell in just a moment. Please don't make this worse for yourself uh, by trying to do anything. He leaves the room, closing the door behind him. 
A few moments later, a different guard enters the room and escorts you both out towards the cells. Uh, while walking down the hall, you pass a door that is slightly ajar. You catch a quick glimpse of the man you had seen at the bridge talking with uh, the same guard that spoke to you before he shuts the door. Uh, inside the cell he takes you to are two beds, a chamber pot, and a small iron-barred window that looks out towards the barrack walls. The guard takes you inside before closing the iron door. He looks around before whispering to you. Jay sends his regards. Uh, and then he walks out the room back towards the barracks. <laughs> well, this is fooey. Quite peculiar. Who is Jay? Did we meet someone named Jay? I don't remember. What do we do now? <sighs> How do we clear our name? I suppose we wait for this investigation to get going. Ah, this investigation is a sham and you know it. As long as that man is out there, the one we saw. We're as good as dead. <laughs> Can we go and talk to guards? No, or there's no one in here currently. It's just you guys in the cell with the beds by yourself at the moment. Okay. Hmm. Are there candles? There are no. And they've con confiscated everything from you guys. So just some confiscated. I feel weak. <laughs> I do too. Maybe we should sleep, get some rest. Think about this in the morning. It's night time. What time right? is it? Nope, still pretty early actually. Oh, hey, you guys started this in the morning. You've been gone maybe like two hours, so it's not even noon yet. Oh wow. Okay, so resting's not. Not yet. Not yet. Too soon. Alright, so you guys just kind of stay in there for a little while. An uh, hour passes before the guard who interrogate you earlier arrives. Uh, in his hands are all of your gear, and he seems to be in a hurry and keeps looking over his shoulder like he's expecting someone to come after him. Uh, he unlocks the cell door and tosses the gear into the room before uh, before you can say anything he heads back the way he came so he quickly tosses all your gear into the room into the wait, cell wait. and quickly goes back turning towards you as you yell at him as he opens the door further down the hallway uh, that which leads back towards the barracks uh, you see that your gear's there and then he's left the cell open and that there's both path back towards the barracks and one further down where you can slightly hear the name of horses I look at Mr. Kramer and I say, uh... That's Professor to you. <laughs> I look at Professor Cranberry and I think, um... Looks like we have our way out. Doesn't look good, but it's our only choice. Alright, so we quickly put our gear back on. Mm -hmm. Uh, get my axe. Get, you get your, uh, hat. <laughs> it takes a min about a minute for you guys to don all your stuff back on. Okay. Um, uh... And I, I just hurry us along and... I look out and see the horse, or no, I don't. I don't see them, but I, I hear the horses. You heard, yeah, you heard where they're coming and, from. Uh, I scamper behind. Okay, and so we we make our way down. All right, yeah. So a uh, dark oak door blocks the path outside towards the stables. Uh, it seems to be locked, and you see no other way out. Uh, from further down the hall, where you came from originally, you can hear the door uh, start to open and voices of a guards getting closer. All right, I'm gonna break the the latch on the door. All right, go and give me a strength check. Uh. I should have had this ready, I'm sorry. Um, that is 13. Alright, yeah, not expecting anyone to be breaking out of here from here. Uh, you kind of just smash the rusted old block off and you're able to open the door. Uh, through the door you see the shed that provides the horse's shelter. 
uh, kind of just like right outside this door. It's not connected completely. There's a little bit of open space, but you can see that there are horses over there. Okay. Ugh, horses. I wish they had something smaller. We'll have to take one. You're telling me. <laughs> you mind if I sit in front of you and hold me? Yes, we can make these, that arrangement. These beasts have, <laughs> and I have, so, going a long inside. storied history of not getting along. <laughs> uh, going inside the shed, you see there are seven horses with their saddles on them. Uh, the path out of the stables leads further into the city, but with the guards uh, around the exits in the city, your only option will be to go further in. Uh, the only familiar place you know of is the halfling home. Okay. Um, I put my cloak up on my hood. Do you have anything to... I've got a big hat. Could you change your the way you look at all? Uh, maybe if I had some spells. Wait, do I get arcane recovery yet? Is that a thing? Because he, he short rested. I did short he rest. He did short rest. So. Although I did spend the time healing. But can we count? Can we short rest in the cell? You did have an hour. All right. Which is a short rest. I didn't use any hit die while we You're getting like half your spell slots or something. I get one spell. Half your level. Round it down. Mm -hmm. Alright, so you have one spell left. I've got a new spell, yes. Can you do like prestidigitation? That's a cantrip, I can do that. All day, baby. You can create a mask or something. Or maybe uh, some sort of hood. This isn't Korgu. I've got disguise self in that spell book. So, oh, um, there we go. I'll disguise myself to look like a pudgy, short haired, mustached halfling. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's that's, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what it is. All right. <clears throat> so you uh, hop onto the horses. Go ahead and give me an animal handling check. Okay. I'll be. I'm right. I'm driving the horse. So. Okay. If um, anything, I can't help. If yeah. anything, I'd probably impose a disadvantage <laughs> with how uncomfortable I am. Uh, a ten. All right. So you're able to calm the horses. They're used to being ridden by multiple different people so they have no problem with you hopping on one. I just happen to be short. Uh, and so you hop on and quickly start riding towards pick the... Pick me up. Oh. You gotta pick uh, me you up. You pick them up <laughs> in front of you? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Alright. And then I have my cloak up. Yep. Uh, and so you quickly ride to a halfling home uh, as fast as you can. Uh, you're able to kind of avoid the guards. They don't expect anyone to go further in this, the town. They expect someone to escape outside. Uh, but reaching the tavern slash inn, you're greeted by Osborne, who rushes you or ushers you inside and quickly gets the horses to run off on their or the horse to run off on its own Smacked. before coming inside the tavern and slamming the door shut. Don't worry, Callaghan sent a messenger to let me know what was going on. Messy business that thieves guild is. He always assumed they owned half the guards in the city. Looks like he has his proof now. You're supposed to stay here for the night and then head to Nestor Rathiel. There, Callaghan will meet you and get you. Uh, We'll meet you and get you inside so she can be informed of the situation and handle it before the start of the Shield Festival. Now go. Get some rest. Bree will wake you when it's time to go. You said Callaghan? I said get some rest. Oh, right. <laughs> Alright. And yes, I did say Callaghan. <laughs> Thank you. Did he Did he not introduce himself? Hey, no. 
Oh, no, we, Callaghan is the just... Yatar guard investigator. He deals with all crimes here. Difficulties. <laughs> um, all right, so we, we take up rest. Is this a long rest? Yes, it will be a long okay. rest. So, long rest. Definitely not delete. Cora. So we've long rested. <clears throat> so you get some rest before Bree wakes you. You see from the view outside the window that it's dark now. Time to go. I'll help you get used in Astra's mansion. Uh, she quickly leads you through the city, cutting through back alleys and checking for patrolling guards. Uh, quite a few guards seem to be out, and from what you have overheard, they seem to be looking for two individuals who broke out of the barracks. The guards let themselves. Uh, the guards themselves have set martial law, and no one is allowed to walk the streets until sunrise. So being caught by then will most certainly lead to being thrown back into the cells. Uh, Bree holds her hands out, holds her hand out in front, bringing you to a halt. In front of her, you see the mansion that houses Nestra. Uh, two guards stand outside the main gates. There are two torches on the side of them, illuminating them. Three guards seem to be patrolling around the perimeter. The bounce of their torches dance on the walls of the mansion. You see one guard inside the perimeter on top of the first floor balcony, standing near a bell who can view the entire entranceway. Uh, a fire pit near him illuminates the floor while a lantern in the courtyard provides vision for intruders. Bree looked, looks towards you. This is as far as I can get you. Good luck. Uh, and she heads back down the way she came and vanishes down an alleyway. Who the fork was she? You met her before. She works in the halfway home, left corner. <laughs> 